Danielle Houston. This is my podcast, The Checkup. I'm a health and welfare advisor at Lockton Companies, and this is part two with Brad Mandacina. We laid a lot of good groundwork in part one around technology in HR, where we've come from, what 2020 delivered to us, but we really want to talk specifically about what the future holds. One of the things that we have seen tremendously change just in the last year is digital transformation. So Brad is going to lead us with some of that. And then we're going to talk about what happens next. So Brad, digital transformation, where are we? Thank you. So and the digital transformation that has occurred really in in the last 12 months, it's, it's really remarkable when we look at it as employers, we're down this journey of, of shifting over and moving their infrastructure and their architecture. What, what used to take up to 10 years for an employer to make this change happened really in, in a year with, in some scenarios. So employers made a lot of changes very quickly and, and pushed this and, and did this. And that's, that's a good thing, but it also comes with, uh, with a little bit of risk and I read an article not too long ago that stated the average employer is running over 100 different applications. And so when you think about that from, from the standpoint of the, the not only your, your HR technologies, which we'll come back to that one, but the HR, the, but, uh, the, the ticketing system when I dropped my phone and broke it and I need to get a new one to uh, um, anything internal over a hundred different applications, which is crazy when you start to think about it. And so now as you're, you're embarking upon this full digital transformation and what that means, there is a lot of uh, opportunity for some cool HR technologies to come in and help with this overall process. Uh, we know that the average uh, employer runs about eight different HR technologies. Um, and we're seeing a lot just get stacked on top of the other. And, and uh, the last 12 months of this pandemic, we found a lot of employers buying and plugging things in. And, and that presented a, a few different problems as we talked about before, but it, it also creates a lot of opportunities to ensure that um, we're meeting employees where they are. We are providing the right solutions and, and helping, helping people not only do their jobs, but feel a part of their company, be a part of the culture and be engaged and, and get back to perhaps some sense of normalcy that we had uh, as little as uh, 13, 14 months ago. So does that tie into this piece that you've referred to as stacks on stacks where HR has needed a solution? So they've, you know, they've bundled something on top of each other. Yes, that's correct. So a lot of the tech systems that are out there, an HCM system that provides benefits and payroll and talent management and timekeeping, they provide a lot of things. And because dollars are limited for everybody, they invest their dollars for um, development of new software or new functionality in certain specific silos within their functionality. Perhaps they put their money towards payroll. Well, what that means then is that Perhaps the bin admin module is not quite as strong as it could be, or perhaps their mobile communications platform isn't, isn't quite where it should be either. 
And so what happens then is that these employers are, are buying different pieces of technology and putting them on and adding them to their overall tech stack, we'll call it. Um, that, is, that is both good and bad. And one of the things we're seeing is some of the major HCM players are starting to recognize, hey, we don't have to be all things to everybody. We will create an environment that allows you to bring your own, uh, you, can, you can bring your own bin admin system, you can bring your own um, uh, timekeeping system, whatever. And it, we will fully integrate with what we have. And, and so, which is good because as an employer, then that you get the very best of everything. But the cautionary tale then is just make sure that you're not overpaying or that there's not um, uh, inefficiency or waste that might exist by having so many different solutions. The, the good side to this, this, this hyper connectivity and, and what, that, what that does for everybody and what that means really in the long term. And with all of these systems and, and the full level of integration, it creates this, um, the, the ability for us to capture all the data. And with all that data, we have the ability to trend towards this personalization. And this is probably one of the big things that we're going to see, or I expect to see the remainder of this calendar year and into next year is really around personalization at the employee level. Um, be it the app that I use to look up my paycheck or me enrolling in benefits or even even uh, going into the timekeeping system to log my time or approve someone else's time off or whatever that might look like. This will all be personalized to us at the individual level. It, it even goes much further into the, I'll call it the engagement side of the house with the learning and development platforms that exist. And so if we have an understanding of who people are based upon the way they interact with technology and the technology that they use, we as employers can define or create learning and development platforms or modules even, curriculum, that is exactly perfect for those employees to help them with their career goals. Um, maybe they, they want to you know, uh, learn about coding, so, but, but today they're in account management. And so you have the ability to identify and uncover these, these types of um, opportunities to help people with their learning and development that helps advance them. Now, some people might look at that and think, well, you know, hey, I hired this person to do a job. I don't want them, I don't want them trying to code if they're supposed to be an account manager. And, and I would submit that if you, um, if you can explore really what drives people and help them be more productive and more engaged, they're going to do better for you as an employer. And so maybe there's some opportunities there. At the end of the day, we got a job to do. You know, we, we, we got we to build our widgets, whatever that might be. But if there's a way to help people achieve their full potential, and at the same time, it boosts productivity and, and helps the organization, it, it feels like a win-win, it, you know, especially when people can land in that exact right spot for them, you know, when they find their niche and they come out of their shell. Yes. And why wouldn't we want to create as many win-win situations as we can? Yes. So is that just one of the ways that you see... COVID really reshaping that future workforce? And are there other ways that you think our workforce is going to change or rather our need for the technology will change? Yeah, I, I, it, 
I'll call, I'll say it starts at that personalization level and then it's going to trickle down into everything else. The, the last 12 months have helped us with, helps everybody with technology. Uh, everybody is now a pro at, at these, you know, these Zoom, WebEx, go to meetings. Everybody, everybody knows, everybody knows what they're doing. And so technology has become pervasive and, and whether we wanted it to or not, we're here, but what's happened in the last 12 months is it's forced us as individuals to hold our employers accountable because we want the tech we use at work to mirror what we use at home and, and employers see that. And so that's driving the innovation in the development of the space. And, and a perfect example of this is um, the technology exists. It existed a, a few years ago and it's only getting better now, but and it's an example I use often but if, if, if I'm driving down the road, I, I can get a text message that, that pops up and it, and it reads out to me and says, um, hey, Brad, did you know that flu shots are an important part of your well-being and an important part of your wellness? Down here on, on the right, about a quarter mile down the road on the right, there is a pharmacy. If you pull in right now, there's no waiting you can get your flu shot and oh, by the way, it's free. You don't have to pay for it. That, that's, that's here. And so we're seeing that grow and get bigger. And, and that's what we as users come to expect. Um, I suppose I need to update that, that story though and change it, from, change it from flu shot to COVID shot maybe. But, but, uh, uh, but the, the, the reasoning stands still. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, when when you use that example, I just can't help but marvel a little bit, you know, at, at really where technology has come in our lifetime. I never even considered really the possibility that maybe my organization's technology should feel like the technology that I have at home. But um, it's an interesting thought about really how we engage with our workplace is going to feel a lot more personal, it sounds like, on a lot of levels. Yes. Well, and, and that line has blurred. The, 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 the work home environment is, it's, it's blurry. I heard somebody one time joke and say, I don't, I don't work from home. I live at work. <laughs> and, and there's a little bit of truth to that. Um, and, 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 but it's, it's, so it's what we come to expect and, and see that those technologies mirror one another in the, in the, in terms of application and user interface. Yeah. So I know that this is the time of year that you start seeing a lot of requests for proposals from employers who need help with technology. So I'm wondering what are some of those things they're looking to solve for? You know, are you seeing some themes in those RFPs this year that are different? We are. And let me start by saying that we payroll is always one of the first and the most important things. We, we got to get people paid. So the, I, I'm not going to speak about payroll or say general enrollment um, in terms of this, but, but know that that's always important. In, in terms of some of those nuances though, some of those unique things that we're starting to see is really around the level of engagement and communications with employees. The, the ability to reach out and connect with employees, be it push notifications or um, really whatever method of communication that that employee wants, meeting them where they are. Do they want it mailed to their home in hard copy? Do they want an email? Do they want a text message? 
Um, do they want do they want a text message with you know three or four words and a link, or do they want it in and you know on uh, you know a, a thirty second video on Instagram or Snap or something like that? And I, I don't think we're too far off from seeing those types of of messages. Uh, we I was actually on. A Are call you on Snapchat? I just need to know now that you've opened the door. I, I, I am not, but that's only because my children won't allow me. I tried, but then my girls won't let me. They, they won't let Fair me do it. Uh, it was, I was actually asking them, how do I download it? And, you know, I'm calling them over and they, they, were, they, they deleted it immediately. So, um, <laughs> but, but all joking aside, but think about, think about when, we're, when you're scrolling through LinkedIn or, or any of these social media apps, everybody now today has this little 10 or 15 or 30 second video. And so it stands to reason that our, the rest of our corporate or, or employer applications and technology will mirror that. Yeah. So the ability to plug a video into an enrollment flow, that's, that's been around for a long, long, long time. We've always had that. I think we're going to see a resurgence of that. Uh, much sharper, more, more crisp type of videos, 10, 15 seconds hey, here's what a critical illness policy is and here's why you might think about it. That, that, type, of, that type of direction, I think is what we're gonna start to see more of. Um, we've, had, we've had some interest in that. Um, the, really just the communications. Um, last year, we were forced to do a lot of the um, virtual enrollment or, or um, enrollment fairs type of uh, approach where you know, it was remarkable. But, a number of these firms have existed for a long time and I largely unknown to me, but, but it was, I'm not going to call it a cottage industry that popped up because that's not right. But the ability to have these, these virtual enrollment fairs or these virtual conferences where you log in on your screen and it looks like you're walking into a conference hall and you get to choose if you want to go into hall A or hall B or hall C and you can, you can pick which one you want to listen to and, so there's, there's a lot of those kinds of things, and it all goes back to that level of engagement, that level of personalization for these employees. And that's, those are really the big, big things that we're seeing. Um, you know, the, the other side of it, and this is um, somewhat in hand in hand, but a little bit different as well, is, is the, the recognition that not one size fits all. And so while we're creating these things, and I mentioned it a minute ago with communications platforms and sending people the right message the way they want to receive it, but that flexibility that comes with these platforms as well. And that, that ability either as the employer to dictate or as the employee to decide how I want you to tell me about things. Uh, maybe it's a, a new benefit offering, or if I'm back in the office, maybe it's jeans day on Friday. I get to decide how that comes to me. And so that level of, of personalization is, is big as well. Interesting to think about. So let's talk a little bit about the capabilities of our team. You get these RFPs, you're responding, you're obviously doing a lot of work, really hands-on work. So what does that look like? Yeah, so we love it. Um, our role is that we help our clients with all things HR technology, whether it is finding and implementing something new, or if we are helping them optimize their current setup or even maximize their current spend, we can help. Uh, we don't have a single system that we own or sell or recommend to all our clients. We are vendor neutral. 
which is really nice because it allows us the ability to research all of the solutions that are out there and help employers identify what is going to be right for them. We, it arguably makes no difference to us what solution an employer chooses. Uh, now we'll provide our opinion if we think they might be going down a path that will, will cause concern later, but we build it around their requirements and what they want, what that employer needs, not only today to solve today's concerns, but also address those strategic benefit and, and HR initiatives going into the future. You know, for some employers, this is, uh, they're getting ready to spend a few hundred thousand dollars, maybe a million dollars on a piece of software. So it's, it's our job to make sure that they get it right. And that's, and that's where we help, whether it's, like I said, uh, selecting the right system and, and you know, providing guidance around contract negotiations, all the way to helping ensure that the implementation is going smoothly. Um, if, you know, perhaps if we're helping configure a, a, a benefits enrollment site or um, project managing the overall implementation. We, we, we really enjoy that and take that seriously to make sure that we get it set up and on time on budget. That was one of the things I really appreciated in learning how you and your team work is that, yeah. you know, the relationship with an employer doesn't have to be that you strip out everything they have today and replace it with, you know, all of the things that we have some arrangement with. The fact that you can help someone assess and maybe fix some of what's wrong with what they have in place and fine tune, I think that's compelling. I mean, how many employers have an HR technology whiz like you on staff? I'm guessing not many. Well, um, I don't know that, I don't, well, yeah, we probably need to edit that part out. <laughs> you don't um, want me to call you a whiz? No, well, so, so here's the deal. Um, we have some really smart people on our team. They make me look good. So that's, that's what it, that's what it is. Um, but with, with that, um, yeah, employers need us and, and we recognize that and we recognize that some do have, they've got great teams that do some great work. Uh, and we're able to ride alongside of them and provide an independent outside unbiased view of their technology. And you're absolutely right. I, I try to always ask the question up front is, can we fix what's broken? And sometimes the answer is an immediate, nope, the ship has sailed, we gotta find something new. And other times we are able to resolve the issue. Sometimes it's, it's only a, a superficial wound and we're able to get in and help solve that and, and, and make things better. With our vendor neutrality, the, the nice part of that is, is we get to develop some really good relationships with the majority of the vendors that are up a lot of the vendors that are out there. And so that when things do go wrong with our client, we have the relationships that we can lean on those vendors and say, hey, we really need some help. Here's what's going on. We think it should be like this, but can you help us? You know, let's, let's get to it and, and, and understand where the problems really lie. Uh, we used to joke that, that our job at one point in time was it was somewhere between a technology translator and almost like a marriage counselor. And, and coming in and, and, and being that independent, neutral third party to, to hear what you know, each side is saying and bring it together to solve those problems without having to rip and replace the entire system. Yes. Well, and, and one of the things that I love about Lockton is that 
I can bring people like you to the table for a client, uh, a prospective client that has some issues with technology. If you need that unbiased review, if you need a, a bit of a technology counselor, we have a team that can come to the table and do that with you and really be part of this overall solution that is so far beyond just what are the benefits that you have today that you're offering. We can help make it all work better. So Brad, thank you for joining me on the checkup today. This is such a great way for you to introduce yourself and the expertise of you and your team to Washington as Washington gets to know Lockton. So I appreciate your time and my fellow Washingtonians, you know, as, as we have reminisced over these last two episodes, I just can't help but think how far we've come together and how far we can go together in the days ahead. So take good care, follow us on YouTube or on iTunes. Thank you.